Good morning, everybody, and it's that time of the week again. It's time for another Sunday Q&A. Now, I've made the elective decision to stop calling them Sunday Q&A number one, Sunday Q&A number two, Sunday Q&A number three, for two reasons, basically. Uh, firstly, because I'm thinking, well, a lot of the Q&As emphasise one particular subject. So if you're going to come through and you've got a question about what's going on on the exchange, you're thinking, if I actually write the subject, you've got more chance than having to scroll through what can be 10, 15 minutes to try and find a question. And secondly, it means that I don't have to work out what number it is. I can just post it because I'm lazy. So there you go. That's the real reason. All right, so today's Q&A um, is largely... Well, the emphasis of today's Q&A is largely on tramping. This has all come about from my trip to Scotland, which I decided in my infinite wisdom to take on Thursday afternoon. Um, I got good money for getting up to Scotland. I didn't get good money for coming back. The thing about Scotland is um, there's this, there's, you've got Glasgow and you've got Edinburgh and up there you've got Aberdeen. Aberdeen's good. And then there's this large green bit in the middle which is kind of Northumbria and Cum uh, Cumbria. Look beautiful. Honestly, it's probably the most beautiful place in, in, in the whole of England. Um, not many factories or industrial estates, I've got to say, which is a bit of a double sword, because when you're driving across, it's absolutely lovely to look at. Odds of getting a job, practically zero. So you've got two choices. You've either got to go from Glasgow to Aberdeen, and then get a job out of Aberdeen, or drive through this large Van Allen no-man's land belt until you get down to about Preston, and then you can start picking up jobs from Blackpool, Liverpool, Manchester, as I have found. But then the other thing I also found, that when you're trying to drive back to Glasgow, from Glasgow to Dunstable, it's going to take you seven hours. You haven't got a lot of time to pick up other jobs. And when you need to be back by five to pick up a set of door to take to London the next morning for a mate, kind of overcooked that one, but I learn as I go. Having said that, there might be some tips in here. So anyway, we're going to go to the uh, the tramping thing. First of all, Ross Gilmore, uh, he's an ex-Arctic driver, has come up an absolute blinder. He's loads of points. Um, obviously, night of the road, seasoned professional, not like me, Mickey Mouse geezer driving a van. Um, he says, when you're sleeping overnight, places to look for. Uh, McDonald's, it's always good. It's fully lit, it's open 24 hours. Use a toilet, need something to eat, coffee, good to go. Hotel car parks, he says, are always relatively safe. And leisure centres. So le leisure centres are brilliant um, because obviously you've got showers, you've got all the facilities, it's, it's a public convenience, you pay your tax rent title to use it. The one snag I've had with my leisure centre is the fact that it's got a height restriction on the car park. Um, I know this because I once went down in the van to try and do my paperwork and then maybe go to the gym and then realise I couldn't get in. But um, on the whole, he also says there's a website, <clears throat> hgvparking.co.uk, type that in. That give you some areas. And another guy did say, oh, thank you very much for getting name was. He said, in, oh, hang on, we got it down here somewhere. Industrial estates. Industrial estates can work very well. A lot of the ones in London can be gated. And the ones in Portsmouth, according to my mate Ken, are full of yellow lines. But you're certain areas, things like Milton Keynes, Northampton. A lot of the time, a lot of the places I end up, Oxford. Big industrial estates, plenty of places to park, no restrictions, no problems. So, and often nights, which is nice. Um, also, no one's looking for you there, are they? Um... Point, point being, uh, Gary John Bacon made the point. He said, because I said about the A-roads, and I've slept on the A-roads before, they can be noisy. He said, watch out for the A-roads. He said, um, it's horror stories. People getting their curtains slashed to see if there's anything inside. Diesel nicked. You know, you might get a few nefarious characters. They know you're there. They know you're asleep. They can pull up. They'll be quiet. And um, as Michael Ogden says, he says, um, 
He says, you sleep on the A roads, they get noisy, you put earplugs in, sleep like a baby. But the problem is when you've got your earplugs in, if someone's going to have a pop at your van, you can't, um, can't odds it. So anyway, these are things you guys are going to work out for yourself, I'm sure. I don't know how much traffic I'm going to do, because I've kind of found in the area I'm at in Dunstable is a very good area. And I'm almost better off getting a job out and getting home than, 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 than unless I want to hit the road full time, which may happen, you never know. Um... On the subject of which, Michael Alton's commented on tramping. Michael Alton has got his own channel on YouTube. I presume you just type in Michael Alton, O-G-D-O-N, and um, he's doing his own videos too, and they're also helpful. So if, you, if you're into this and you want to have a look at him, have a look at him as well. He, he does the thing. He's out on the road. He'll, he'll go out and hit the road. And he says, like, he says, what you need, three days' clothes, food, and drink. He says, um, he says, you sleep in the back of a Luton. He says, it's like a hotel room. And I can imagine this. I mean, the Luton's pretty big, isn't it? So um, if you've got like, an inflatable mattress or you've got one of the Z beds and you've got your phone <coughs> with your Netflix on it or your Sky or whatever you can download or your Prime Amazon, you can get a little calorie. I mean, Ken's got one. You get a little sort of camping stove going. You can go down to Aldi's and get your meatballs and whatever. You can make yourself a little meal, sleep in the back of the van. Lovely. And if you're prepared to do this, you're going to kill a lot of dead miles. Because what you can do then is when you finish up, wherever you finish up, and also you can work later. As I always think, let's say, for example, I get a job and it's going to take me. There's a job going at three o'clock and it needs to be dropped off in Manchester. I'm not really going to take it because I've got to go to Manchester and I'm going to get to Manchester by about six, seven o'clock. I know I'm not going to get a job out and then I've got to drive all the way home empty. But if you're going to tramp, you can get the job from Leicester or wherever it is, go up to Manchester, wherever, go up to Manchester, drop the job off, set your little room up in the back of the van. Next day, where you go again. Um, yeah, so that way you're going to eliminate a lot of dead miles and you're going to get more jobs and more money. Is that the way forward for you? That, I mean, not for everybody. One of the guys, sorry, I haven't written your name down, he said, I love the idea of champion, but I've got two small children. Well, absolutely. Family's the most important thing. So if you can't, if you, you've got to be back, I mean, I always said when I was on the markets, I'd get up any time. I'd go to work at two o'clock in the morning, but I always wanted to be home at seven o'clock at night in time to see my daughter before she went to bed. So not for everybody. If it is for you, great. If it's not for you, they're always around it too. I don't, I, I very rarely do it. I'm still doing okay. So there we go. Um, oh, that was the other thing. Michael was saying, he said, the back of the Luton is uh, like a hotel room. He said, but when the rain comes down, he says, you really don't, the noise, he says, it's absolutely shocking. He says, so if it's going to be a wet night, not from the point of view of the fact that the van's going to leak, but from the point of view of the, of the just sheer soundproofing, he says, you're better off in the cab. But it's not so easy to get comfortable in the cab. Now, I have seen these things, and they're out there on Amazon and eBay, and they're kind of like little makeshift beds where you can sort of extend them, you put, put, the, put the legs down, you click across, and you get your sleeping bag. And I dare say you could make the cab a very comfortable place. If you think about it, the sleeper pub above the pod, the sleeper pod above a cab, is pretty much the size of a cab. So with, a, with 10 minutes, you can convert your cab into a sleeper pod. I don't know how to do this, but that's why I'm on this channel, you see, because I... I tell you what I know, and then people tell me what they know, and I'm learning, and it's great. And also, I get to pass it on to you. So we're all sharing, which I think is wonderful. That's just me. Uh, what else have we got coming on here? Um, Darren Perrin says, um, yeah, this is the thing. He must be an HTV as well. Darren Perrin says, yeah, he said, I do, I, I do tramping. He says, um, he says, oh, but then it's different for me because I've got a bed and a microwave and a, and a mini fridge and a kettle. So he's probably driving. He said, but I think there is a certain attraction to it. It's that kind of like 
waltzing Matilda, um, home on the range, you know, sort of Wild West hero type thing where you kind of, you're out on the road, you don't know where it's going to take you, you don't know who you're going to meet, every day's an adventure. I used to watch this programme, I was a kid called BJ McKay and the Bear. It was based on Convoy and he had a truck and I think the bear was a monkey or something like that. And yeah, well, then pulled down horns. And I actually got a seven and a half tonner and I fitted the train, the train horn, da, da, in, in a seven and a half tonner. And I pulled round and my dad was there at the warehouse because my dad was market trader too. And I hit the button on the floor to do the horn. And I genuinely was, I was in two minds with him to do it because I thought he's going to go, what'd you do that for, you idiot son? And he looked at me and he went, I've always wanted one of those. <laughs> So there you go. I think there is an attraction to it. I mean, um, RJ, RJ, sorry, out on the Isle of Wight. He said he did tramping for 20 years. He said, can't really do it now. Isle of Wight's not that much of a big place. I think he misses it. Could be like the markets, you know, once it gets into you. I wonder. Not into me. Maybe it will be. Don't know. It's into you. Let me know. There we go. Uh, oh, right. Okay. That's enough about tramping. Right. So, other questions, though. There are other subjects, of course. Darren Wilcock. London are born and bred. I can't say I'm London born and bred. I was born in Luton, but I spent 25 years as a London street market trader, so you kind of, it works its way into your skin, like, you know. Uh, drops in London. Well, you were born there, mate, you know. It's an absolute pig. Um, and it's kind of like, the way I look at it, it's like, like one of them archery targets. The outside of London, the complete outside of London, is kind of like, you know, your sort of your Finchleys, your Edgeways, your Catfords, that kind of Essex, Kent. Not really London, not really. Luton's technically London, London Luton Airport. Not London, 30 miles away. Um, that's easy, that's green. And then you've got the orange bit in the middle. Or in fairness, you could say the, the green bit in fairness could be a bit further in your Sloughs, your Barkins, um, Waltham Abbeys, that kind of thing. They're easy, they're industrial estates. There's no parking, there's no traffic. Then you've kind of got the orange ring, which is the next one in, which is... Islington, Camden, um, Elephant, Lambeth, those kind of ways. They're not too bad, Blackheath, Greenwich. Things kind of move, and you're not far from the A11, you're not far from the Blackwall Tunnel, you're just into the top, you can get in on a North Circular, you can get in on the 25. They're not too bad. Sloughs, UB7s, they're kind of okay. And then you've got... Yeah, and so even like your Islington, your Camdens, I don't mind them so much, because it's kind of, to me, it's a bit like going home. I know where I'm going... You, you kind of they're 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 not too bad. You can pull up. There are double yellows, but you can pull up. There are cameras, but they're not too painful. And then you get to that middle bit, and the middle bit is EC one, WC one, and SE one. Those are the postcodes that are going to take you over the Red Sea and into the zone, and it's just a nightmare. Nothing moves. You can probably do 0.1 miles in ten minutes. Um, you can you can't park anywhere. You miss one turning. You've got to go around the block. It's like you've got to go there and there and there because there's no right turn, no left turn. Box junction. Oh no, I've been stuck by a camera. Oh, I've got to go around the block. That's going to take me 15 minutes because of the traffic. It's a pig. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. That means you should quote accordingly. I had done. I did a job once from Notting Hill to oh, Holborn, and I needed a very high top van. I needed someone to wait. I quoted him 90 quid. The bloke said, it's four miles. I said, I know it's four miles, but it's going to take me two hours. And the bloke said, fair enough, I'll send it through. And it's not the 90 quid, it's like two hours, and it's congestion zone. And it's ULEZ. Now, someone asked a question about the ULEZ and the thing. The way it works is, 
um, if you drive into the congestion zone between seven o'clock in the morning and half past six at night, you'll be charged. It's around eleven pound. It's cheaper if you set yourself up for auto pay. If you drive into the same zone at any time in the twenty-four hours and you haven't got a Euro Six engine or above, well, Euro Six is the top one, like you know. If your van doesn't qualify, I know guys say they've got a really old vans. Can again got a really old van, but because it's an Opal, he's exempt because it doesn't come up on the list. Um, if you go in there, they're going to charge you £12.50. The best thing to do with all these things, with the Dartford Crossing, unless you live in France, um, with the Dartford Crossing or with um, the congestion, is just ring in, get yourself set up an account. That way it comes out automatically. Um, and if the postcodes are WC1, EC1 or SE1, then you know you're going to get charged. Also, I've noticed it does come up. I don't know if the exchange have done it or if other people do it, but it comes up with ULEZ alert which is quite handy. It says, you and his editor, just do your normal quote for the job and then stick £25 on top. Even if you've got a brand new van, my mate Carl's running, he said, yeah, but I don't have to pay it. I said, no, Carl, you don't have to pay it, but you've got to pay for your brand new van, which is depreciating, which you're renting. That's the cost now. They're taxing you to drive in. You pass that on to the customer. The customer doesn't want to pay it. Let some other idiot do it. And if the customer says, well, it's only four miles, we only want to pay £10, let some other idiot do it. Otherwise, you'll get £10 for doing a job for, like, you know, you could be over two, three hours. You know, three, you know, it might be £10, but you know what I mean. Don't, don't, don't do the work for nothing. As my mate Dave, David Chris says, plenty of work for those who are prepared to work for nothing. This is basically becoming the quoting everybody else Q&A. So, love David Chris. He's an old market trader. He's now a cab driver. He's the nicest man I've ever met in my life. And he's also a phenomenal guitarist. He's got his own YouTube channel, Dave Winter. Don't do a lot on it, doesn't do enough. But he's one of my favourite men on the planet. So, um, What else we got going on here? Samuel Azair. What to do if you're on your way to a job and it gets cancelled? Right, well, you can charge a cancellation fee, but like everything on the exchange, it's all kind of debatable. It kind of depends. If you're like two minutes away from the job or ten minutes away from the job you started to drive the job and they've got rung up two minutes late and we've gone oh no sorry it's off you can go oh cancellation fee it's not so much if you've driven if you picked up a job that's half an hour away and you've driven for 25 minutes and they go oh sorry that job's off you can go well not really I'm going to have to you're going to have to make up for my miles and I could have picked up another job and that's going to take me half an hour into my day again with all the um, shippers negotiate with them Normally you can talk to them. Normally they're reasonable people. You can say my cancellation fee is 25 quid. They go, oh, yeah, I'm going to pay 15. Okay, should we settle on 20? You know, you, you talk to them. That's what I say all the way along. Talk to them. And if you talk to them and explain the situation, explain what you've done, you, you can turn around and say, Look, I know it's only five minutes around the corner, but in those last five minutes, someone else has rung me up to say, you know that job you quoted and I've turned it down. You can lie if you like. I haven't. I'm not saying I won't. I hadn't thought of it before, actually. It's worth thinking about. Uh, anyway, I tend to be above board. I just prefer to be that way. But you choose. But when it comes down to cancellation fees, whether you're there and the job doesn't work or when you're on the way to the job and the job doesn't work. We had one this week. Um, had a job. My man picked it up. He's driven it half the way there. And then they've cancelled it and gone, can you deliver it tomorrow? And he went, yeah. Uh, he said, how much? It's the same money. He got the same price as the job twice. So he can work. You know, so that was Carl. Well done, Carl. Welcome to the team. Um, who else we got going on here? Um, Sam Clark. What kind of age do you have to be? Now, this is lovely. 
Amin, look at me. I'm 15. Life has not been kind. Um, but yeah, you can be any age. If you're like 18 and you pass your test, you've got a van and you want to make a go of it and you want to start a career and you, you fancy yourself as a career driver, get on the exchange. I have been dropping off. I, t- I took a small van job once out of BMW in Northampton. And when I pulled up, there were these guys running around in little white combo vans. They came in. It, it looked like um, the, the dwarf trooper, but they all looked like Uncle Albert. You know, little hats, beards. And I kind of imagined that they might just be retired men They've worked all their lives, probably um, paid the mortgage, you know, living in the house, is driving them mad, they don't know what to do with their life. The, the wife's looking at you going, what are you doing here? So probably pop themselves in the van, do a little bit of running around for a bit of pocket money, maybe do the morning and then go and play a bit of golf, maybe just run all day, maybe if they don't fancy going to work today, don't go to work today. It is a lovely thing if you want to do it, and, and you, you know, for a change, but there is no... Um, that's that's something I do like. There is no barriers to entry. It doesn't matter, you know, sex or creed or age. It's irrelevant. All they care about is that you do the job. You turn up, do the job, get be nice, be polite, and I, I like that. I, I think that's the way it should be, you know. So so yeah, if you're old or you're young and you fancy getting any change, feel free. They won't they won't beat you up for it. Um, another one for Ross Gilmore, top man for tips today. You get the gold star today, Ross. Um, apparently, the Santander account one two three gives three percent back on fuel purchases, and that was the last tip I got today. So briefly, before we finish, I would just like to say a very special thank you from the bottom of my heart to both Paul Maines and Michael Hughes, who took the trouble to read my book. Because I've said this before, I did write a book. Um, I did want to make a career of it. I still want to make a career of it. But then, yeah, yeah, I want to be a rock star and also I want to be an astronaut. You know, these things don't come easy. But um, they they read the book. I put it out there a little while ago for free. If anyone is interested, it's called Shall I Go On Mum by Peter Coth. It's available on Amazon. The paperback seven quid and the fruit-based device Kindle thing is about 99p, I think. It might be 199 It's not dear. Um, I think it's good. I did. I pulled my heart into it, and they were both incredibly kind about the book. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not even bothered about the money with the book anymore, to be honest with you. Maybe one day, maybe in a far, far distant future, if I'm an incredibly lucky man, it might happen for me. But I wrote it because um, I wanted to. And it was a, it was a, it was a, a, a bizarre, the bizarrest time of my life, bizarrest eighteen months of my life, and it, it just it was just crazy. Um, and I'm now got to the stage where I just I'm just grateful if people take the time out of their lives to read it. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of humbled if you like. So what I'd like to say a special thank you to both Mike, uh, Paul Maines and Michael Hughes for taking the time and the elation and to bother to read my inane drivel. And, um, yeah, really, guys, I really, really appreciate it. That's kind of it. So that's Sunday's Q&A, not number. This is tramping. Um, the weekend, you know, is ahead of us. Let's hope it's not too hot. And um, I hope you all go out, and I hope you all have a hassle-free week with lots of lovely, easy jobs. And, like we say, take care, take money. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.